1: Dragon Radio. I'm your ho- host, M. L. Rusch. Today's show is brought to you by Utaz Jewelry. Stay beautiful, stay you. And we're joined today, today if I can talk, by guest Paul DiBlasi. That's right. right. Awesome. I tried not to butcher your name too much. Now you have several books out, and your most recent is Goddess of Everything. So how do we get to goddess of everything.
0: Uh best way is Amazon. That's uh
1: <laughs> I mean, how did you get to writing it?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh I've been writing, I'm a psychologist and writer. Mm-hmm. And um I've been writing for 40 years, been writing and published, and in the past uh, 15 years or so I've switched to fiction. And uh so I write psychological uh fiction. And uh, the genre is, is uh, metaphysical. Mm-hmm. So uh, I write books about uh, love, about life, and about the whole realm of the unconscious mind. Uh, because my specialty is in treating patients uh, in intensive psychotherapy and treating their unconscious mind. And my books delve into that.
1: Well, it's always good to pair what we do for a living into our books, even if it's in a fictional way, because then we can explore it and teach people without telling them we're teaching them.
0: Right, right, exactly. So in each of my novels, uh, beginning with uh, The Unholy, which is my first uh, novel, uh, and then going on into uh, Goddess of the Wild Thing, and then the latest one a goddess of everything, there is a healer. And the healer has very in-depth uh, uh, knowledge of uh, the unconscious mind or what's often called in the, in the stories, the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. And they deal with dreams. They deal with uh, synchronous happenings. And they deal with helping individuals to learn that healing is about making effective choices in life. And it's played out in, in, in thriller form, the way life is. It's, I mean, our lives are dramatic. <laughs> I a,
1: mean, how much more dramatic can you get than 2020?
0: Right, I mean, right. that's the
1: entire right. world at that yeah, point.
0: Ex- exactly. So if exactly. we
1: just look at that, and every choice that we make is do or die, basically. From businesses, to personal, to family, everything is just right there.
0: It's just right there, you know, every, every day in in so many ways is a cutting edge, you know, that's why writing stories, especially in metaphysical stories, it gets what's real and what's happening and it just pops it out. What happens in your daily life and my daily life, it pops it out in dramatic form. You have dreams, I have dreams Mm -hmm. every night and we sleep, you know, we dream seven, eight times. So the stories, for instance, uh, always go in to the protagonist's conflict. And Mm -hmm. and when they go to sleep, they have dreams. And the dreams oftentimes are reflecting in very, very intense ways what they have to do in life in order to make it through their struggles. Mm -hmm. And uh, those can be challenging decisions and they have to, they have to wonder, they have to wrestle with can they make the decisions that are necessary to live their lives well. and uh, it's tricky it's tricky just like it is for all of us there's no guarantees
1: no i mean if you go into the world our dreams as we talk people our dreams are our conscious mind telling us we need to change something yes and it's always there it could be something minor it could be a major change it could be what are you thinking (laughs) you know it's always there. If we actually dive into our dreams, we can find a path to succeed or be happier.
0: Right. And uh, in Goddess of Everything, for instance, a a young man is caught in a very vicious struggle uh, between love for one person and love for another. And his dreams are saying, be careful what appears to be is not actually what is Mm -hmm. and the dreams keep warning him and he can't make out clearly what he who the dream is referring to because many times dreams are like oracles they don't spoon feed us right they they give us little whispers they Mm -hmm. give us uh little nudges but then ultimately we have to figure things out with a little help from the unconscious mind or the mm-hmm. spiritual world to depth psychology it's the same thing the unconscious world the unconscious mind is a contemporary version of what ancients what mystics for uh, hundreds of years have referred to as the spiritual world so we get these little hints these little guesses and it's helpful it's very helpful when an oracle speaks to us every evening and in goddess of everything he has to wrestle and he needs the help of one person. And this one person is his wife. And she she can see it,
1: mm-hmm. but he can't. Mm-hmm.
0: He can't, he can't. He's the one in the in the midst of everything. She can see it clearly, but then he's the one that has to come to grips with the profound nature of what in essence is a very bad influence in his life. And then he has to decide what is he going to do about it.
1: I mean, you go into the metaphysics and you did this very well in the series, you intertwined everything, but we bring it back to people for just a second. We see this because we have those negative influences in our lives. They could be a relative, they could be a family member, they could be best friends. And then you have the positive influences as well. So our mind tells us what we can or cannot do. But at the same time, when we're in the middle of it, we don't always see the answer as clearly as those around us. So you did this very well in your book.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's it's, it's hard because you're making an excellent point. When we're living it through, it's not clear. And so we need, we need time. Mm-hmm. And what I see in, in my practice with my patients and dealing with day-to-day Uh, problems, I specialize in trauma care. I've been been treating patients for 40 years and I've been treating patients long-term and and they've suffered very tough things in childhood. And they can see that there are relationships that need to be changed. Sometimes it's so bad that they need to let go of the relationships, Mm -hmm. but they can't just do that overnight or they can't make the changes overnight. It takes time. And sometimes they decide that they can't make the changes. And they're willing to live with the suffering, and then that's what they decide. They're empowered to do that, right? Or they 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 decide, I I can't live with this. I cannot live a life like this. And uh, but it takes some time because, as you're saying, Melissa, it's hard for us when we're the one in the middle of the storm. Mm-hmm. People can look on from the sidelines and say, "Oh, if she or he had just do this." But when we're the ones in the middle of it, then it's very difficult. And each of my books says, this is what it's like being in the middle of the storm. Do you recognize this character? (laughs) Have you ever felt this way before?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, being in your field of psychiatry, in metaphysics, that is a perfect entrance because it draws your readers from, hey, I'm doing the same thing in my life. This is where... Fiction meets reality, and we need it because we're teaching without teaching.
0: Right, we're teaching without teaching. You know, I noticed that on Amazon, uh, with with Goddess of Everything, they they categorized uh, this book, and and they recategorized my other two, uh, along with metaphysical fiction as magical realism. And I I sort of like that because all of reality is pretty magical. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, what we go through uh, is, is real stuff that, that uh, affects us in profound ways. And there are, there are influences that are really mind-blowing that turn the course of events for us. And they're in a very real sense, magical. So when we see, it in, when we see what we're going through taking place in a story, by reading books mm-hmm. in in metaf- in metaphysical fiction, psychological thrillers, supernatural stories, it's really it's really pretty simple. You know, it's nothing really uh, 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 pie in the sky or, or too far fetched if we understand it symbolically. okay? Right. this stuff really happens. It's the stuff that you dream of every night when those weird occurrences take place. We can call them supernatural. We can call them uh, boy, I just dreamt about that person. And they showed vu. up. Today. And they showed up today. Could that be something supernatural? Or could it be some, my unconscious mind saying, really pay attention? So mm-hmm. when I write about supernatural things, uh, magical realism, as Amazon has said, it's the magic that takes place every day in our life that's meant to help us. If we're willing to listen mm-hmm. and we're willing to consider that something's at work that's trying to help me.
1: I I love that message. I mean, I deal with metaphysics myself. So I understand the realism and what taking it to the fictional to teach the reality. But Mm -hmm. with this series, are you making another book? Or did you end it?
0: uh, Well, actually, this this series as it is, uh, it's really uh, uh, I I like what uh, Philip Pullman in his Dark Materials it's on. It's an HBO series now. But he he wrote his books, The Dark Materials, and he was asked, uh, "Is this a series?" And he says, uh, "You know, my books aren't aren't uh, aren't uh, 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 prequels, sequels. They're equals. You know. So uh, the Unholy, Goddess of the Wild thing, and uh, Goddess of Everything are equals. Mm-hmm. They're they're each standalone novels, but they each relate to one another." and in this land of this mysterious land of Aslan which is New Mexico now I'll be moving into a different series and it takes place specifically and literally it's called New Mexico and it's Santa Fe it takes place in Santa Fe and the series is called Seer and it's uh each story each story uh and and the seer is one who uh uh, can look into uh, the, the, uh, the unconscious mind, the spiritual world, and help people as a result. And this is Dr. Ernesto de la Tierra, and he is a transpersonal psychologist in Santa Fe. And people from all over the world consult with him. And in the first uh, novel, it is, and I'm in the midst of writing it right now, it's uh, Seer, The Case of the Man Who Lost His Soul. And, and that is the first novel in the series that will be entitled Seer. So, that
1: is a catchy title.
0: Yes, like yes. it's one of my, my, uh, my, my go-to classic writers in supernatural fiction. Metaphysical uh, thrillers is Elgernon Blackwood. Mm -hmm. Um, And he wrote the John Silence stories. And John Silence, Dr. John Silence, was a psychic doctor. He was an MD Mm -hmm. who specialized only in taking patients with psychic disorders. So supernatural occurrences were taking place in their life and depressing them. And for 30, 40 years now, Elgernon's stories in of John Silence, Dr. John Silence, have uh, really been a source of inspiration. And so I finished up Goddess of Everything, Goddess of the Wild Thing and the Unholy. And Elgernon whispered in in my in my right ear, going into my my cortex, you know, and helping mm-hmm. me to sort of uh, logically sort this through and uh, Uh, Arthur Mackin in my left ear and and helping to inspire me further and saying it's time to write Seer about uh, an individual who is an oracle, really, this transpersonal psychologist and his first patient, the man, the case of the man who lost his soul.
1: That so. is wonderful.
0: And each each book in the series will be a different case. Uh, Freud did a similar thing mm-hmm. with the case of Anna O oh and the case of the Wolfman. And uh, so there's... Yeah, it's not
1: a sequel at that point. It's a series, yeah. no doubt. But it's not a prequel. It's not a sequel. It's a series. A tru- it
0: series. is a series. That's right. It is a series. Each one... Will build on the other. And uh, uh, yeah, and Ernesto de la Tera is a transpersonal psychologist practicing uh, transpersonal psychology right off the Santa Fe Plaza, and people come there from around the world to consult with him. And here we have. Us. The Case of the Man Who Lost His Soul. It's going to take a year and a half because each book takes me about two years.
1: Oh, of course. I mean, writing a book is not easy. Uh, you can take no, a, no,
0: no, it's not. You
1: <laughs> can take a pure fiction book, rush through it and have it out in 30 days. There are authors that can do it. And I applaud you if you can. I've had books that I've taken three to four years to write. So mm-hmm. it's not an easy thing. I have authors that I have been on the show, that's taken 10 years to write one book.
0: Right, right, exactly. And then, you know, I can, by the time I finished writing, I've actually rewritten the book, probably 20, 25 times. I've edited it so many times, I, I, I'm word blind. So by the time I'm really finished with it, I'm then ready to send it off to my team of professional editors. Mm-hmm. So then I have the team team of developmental editors, copy editors, and final proof editors, and by the time that's all done, then we're ready to go.
1: And you just hit on something. This is something that most of our authors on here don't mention to our readers, and they don't understand. When we say we're doing edits, it's not just one edit for spelling or grammar. There's three or four different editors looking at your book for different reasons.
0: Exactly, three or four different editors. And then I have uh, at least three or four different beta readers who read the book after the professional editors are finished. uh, And they say, well, how about this? Or how about this? Or how about this? Then my main editor filters through it and says, Paul, let's reconsider this and this and this. So I do that. Then my editor, my general editor finishes and then I take a deep breath, and then I watch to see my dreams.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they speak to me and they say, it's ready. Or they say, hold off a little bit longer. Yeah. And then once I get the go ahead, then they're ready to go.
1: Yeah, we don't do, when you have a background in metaphysics, we listen to our dreams very closely. Yes. And we do not do anything in our daily lives without consulting our dreams first. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Because there's something very fundamental, right, Melissa? And I'm sure you'll agree with me that dreams never lie.
1: No, they don't.
0: They're spot on. They are spot on. So when once I get a green light, I go. Mm-hmm. If I don't, I don't go anywhere. <laughs>
1: yeah, I have my team that I work with. They go, you just jump at things. No, I didn't jump. My dream told me to do it. And I have to listen to the dream.
0: Right. You know, you, you want to know something here. Uh, you and I have, have been in contact for, for maybe about a year now. And I, we were going to uh, have a show before. And my dream said, hold off, it's a little premature. Mm-hmm. And so just recently, and, and you were very kind. And you said, Paul, I understand. We can reschedule. And so I made note of that. And about two weeks ago, I got an open door and I contacted you. Mm-hmm.
1: You booked and you it. Said,
0: Perfect. Let's yep. let's go with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there we go. Uh, yeah, because I regard a uh, book PR as spiritual practice. Yeah. And I, it has to proceed from the inside out and it has to be a heartfelt thing. I don't want to just get on the road and just do this you know you
1: can't go yeah you can't just sign with the pr person you can't just go no, no. on radio shows and this one and that one not doing your research not listening to your dreams because you're gonna have this gut feeling it's not the right foot fit for you i've had people come on the show i'm like okay i'll talk to anyone basically but at the same time i'm like why come on this show there's three or four other shows that's a better fit for you? Did you listen to yourself before you came on here?
0: Right, and, and I had a real clear feeling about you and about your show. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to feel that, that sense of being in sync mm-hmm. with the show. Uh, yeah. Because there are a lot of shows out there. Uh, but when I, when I have that feeling and it clicks, there's, it's, it's just like when we understand a dream. Mm-hmm. There's an emotional resonance. It really clicks. I always tell my patients, it's it's helpful, it's positive, and it's very practical, okay? Mm-hmm. So when all those things line up, and I feel like, you know, this is going to be a good show, and it feels very positive it's in it's it's in sync with what I'm doing and and it's it's practical it makes
1: organic you can't it's
0: organic I love that word yes
1: it's not just oh here's a list of questions so we're going to go through this list of questions and talk about the book it's so boring when you do that if you have an organic conversation and you're both pulled to the same Mesophysic world, or you're pulled to the same type of mindset,
0: it's going
1: to be a great show.
0: It it is. You know, Melissa, let me can can I dovetail on that just briefly? I love that word in in Goddess of Everything and in each of the novels that I, I love just sort of spinning off on that word for just a second because you see terrible things that these, that these individuals are going through. Because as a story builds with a thriller, they, they hit challenge after challenge. And each one is bigger, and each one is more decisive. And you don't know what's going to happen. And sometimes it's so confusing uh, for the person. And you can see it. But at the end, you can see and you understand that after all, all the confusion, there was something very organic at work. There was a mysterious, very mysterious force at work. And there was indeed a method to the madness. Yeah. And it was quite organic. I After the the fact, we see that, you know? Yes.
1: I I try when I get into these situations in my personal life where I just feel stuck or there's mounding complications. I'm like, let's take a step back. Let's see if we can see past it Mm -hmm. to find the way out. And this is what some of your characters have done, because otherwise you don't get out of the turmoil. You have to find a way out.
0: Yes, you do have to find a way out. And ultimately, that's what we're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. We're we're trying to find a way out. And sometimes the tunnel that we're going through is so dark, we think that there's no end in sight. There is just, I mean, we didn't know what was going to happen in COVID, right? Right. Right. I mean, I mean, we didn't know. I was just talking with a patient yesterday and we were, we, we weren't laughing, but we were more lighthearted than we were a year ago mm-hmm. when, we, when we had to close down, you know, and I, I do all virtual therapy now, you know, I don't do any office therapy and it's been a smooth transition for all of my patients, fortunately, but we were saying, we didn't know if the world was going to be a- around a year ago. Right. Were we going to be alive, you know, and, and what's, what's going to happen uh, in, the, in, in our own metaphysical thriller, in our own story, that's, mm-hmm. that's the, the drama that takes place in our everyday life. And it's been COVID for us this year, hasn't it?
1: Yes, it has. I mean, we always just go through drama, inner personal drama or global drama. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we have to take a step back look at it there's going to be a light somewhere we just have to find it
0: (laughs) that's right do you want me to tell you something sort of interesting it's interesting to me and it's been helpful i believe to my patients speaking of covid and speaking of dreams and metaphysics and stories the stories that's our life one month before covid really hit which was about in february of last year uh because as i believe we we closed down Here in the states about the second week of march last year Mm -hmm. and about the about the first part of february i had a very strong dream it was a numinous dream and it was mother nature she appeared in my dream and she said do not worry all will be well but i must reset things Mm
1: -hmm. i had a very similar dream in january
0: Oh, you did. Yeah. And I
1: got, I was so upset by it because my boyfriend at the time was traveling. I'm like, do not go to California. Do not leave your house. Stay home. Just stay there. And I was telling him this every day. He's like, babe, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, no, you're not. Stay home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And unfortunately, the dream that I had has been helpful with patients It's been helpful with me, with family, I believe, because I said, listen, this all looks really bleak but I think we're going to make it through. Mm-hmm. And I knew that Mother Nature was at work. That yeah. There's been a complete reset for us in the way that we live, mm-hmm. in the way that we feel about life and the way that we appreciate each other and life and have made real changes. We've had to make changes.
1: We, uh, we as a society, we have, as a human race have had to make tremendous changes in our daily activities, mm-hmm. but those changes will actually help everyone eventually
0: exactly exactly you know in 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 the story and each of the stories but in goddess of everything what does happen at the end and i'm not going to say what happens at the end of Mm the story but what does happen at the end although very uh very shocking very shocking i mean look at the front page of the or the front cover of the book it's a it's a shocking cover can i show it real quick please yeah, this is the front cover of the book, okay? that is takes us to the very last scene of the book, okay? It's shocking, but it changes everything, and it changes everything in a wondrous way that leaves, but in the end, things shift and transform I'm not gonna say how but mm-hmm. this year boy it's right. it's it really caused us to rethink and it, how and we were living and, and 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 you know we'll remember this for the rest of our lives
1: yes we will and our children we remember it it'll be like the people who had lived yeah. through the 1912 plague you know, the influence, it was 1912, they relived it, and they were able to help prepare us for now, or their children were, their grandchildren were.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right, and it's, I was just talking to my son, where we were talking to our son this morning in New York, and he's been there with his family, lives in Brooklyn, works in Manhattan, and uh, how, how frightening that's been, and we were saying how, how are things, are they getting back? And is the city getting back? And he said, he said, it's really not. It's really not. It, it's rough. It's rough. You know, things are taking time and it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the no, same. It's not. A- everything's going to, everything's, uh, you know, uh, people have gone virtual, businesses have gone virtual. Mm-hmm. Uh, office space is going to be utilized probably at 40, 40%, 50% of what it used to be because people, right. everything has changed. Everything right. is.
1: Or you're going to have the same amount of people, but larger offices to be more spread out. It's not yep. going to be the same eight by eight square that we're accustomed to.
0: Right.
1: It's going to be a 16 by 16 square or something like that. You yeah. know.
0: Right. Because it's been a powerful change. I think it's ultimately going to be for the better, like, like in the stories to ultimately everything that we can survive helps us to be better and our lives That's to true. be better.
1: That is true.
0: The key is we got to survive it.
1: That is <laughs> <laughs> the key to everything.
0: Oh, excuse me. Can I, let me turn this off on the, my phone. There we go. <laughs>
1: it's okay.
0: I'm, I'm so sorry
1: it's fine we have interruptions this is what happens when we do things from home we have the phones we have the kids we have the dogs so yes. it happens <laughs> I mean you can't, you can't have a meeting nowadays without one of the three happening
0: yes yes that, that that's right that's exactly right so but
1: we are almost out of time so where can our listeners and our viewers find you
0: and uh, you can find me on uh, paaldablassythird.com. And uh, you can go to uh, Paul de Blasi uh, the Third Amazon. You can find me there. And uh, Twitter, Paul de Blasi the Third uh, on Twitter. And, uh, and you I made love- it
1: so easy. You kept ah, the good. same name across everything. I love yeah, it.
0: That's right. That's great. <laughs>
1: A lot of times we can't do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's how you can get in touch with me any readers want to um, uh, check with me I'd be glad to hear from you and it's pdoblassy at gmail.com too if you want to send me a little note that's great
1: and all for our viewers and the listeners if you check in the comment section all the links are below there for you
0: oh fantastic thank you Melissa
1: so for all of our listeners and our viewers, happy reading. And Paul, thank you so much for being on the show today.
0: Melissa, thank you. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, it's been wonderful.
1: And we'll talk to everyone next time. Thank you.